Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 135 and it is Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Arroyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's good, y'all? Yes, indeed. Uh, September is here. That means school has just started. What night detox? Yes. <laughs> so all you parents can rest easy. Er. And uh, yeah, man, we got a few announcements to get into in just a bit. Um, and yeah, man, we go and you know doing doing the nerd culture thing, nerd goodness and magic and all that as per usual. Uh, so should we get into the announcements? Well, first, we got to shout out our sponsor. Yes, we should shout out our sponsor. How yes. could I forget? Yeah, Studio Headphones. You want some good quality headphones at a decent, at a very decent price and very fashionable? Yes. Studio is, re- Studio is what you got. Mm-hmm. Just go to studio.com and use the promo code CODEX for, to get 15% off of your purchase. Yes, and free shipping in the USA. I swear to God, that's your favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But these headphones are so dope, it's worth the investment. I know. You kind of use them more than I do. I do, actually, yeah. I mean, you, you, but I mean, besides the DJing stuff you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these are so comfortable, and they just sound so professional and clear. I know. And they look good, too. Yeah, they do, man. Yeah. You know, Bluetooth compatible. Everything. Yeah. 24-hour battery life. Yep. 20, 20 days standby life. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Studio. <laughs> yes, get it today. All right. And also, you can pick up um, our T-shirts at wehabmerch.com. Mm-hmm. You can just go there and search Codex Prime Podcast or just wehabmerch.com forward slash collections forward slash Codex Prime Podcast. That's right, man. Get the shirt T-shirt for the man or the lady in your life. <laughs> He's freaking that back. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when was the last time you said that? Oh, man, that's probably, like, earlier this year, like, back in the spring, maybe. What the hell did you say to? I just said it randomly. I just like saying it randomly. You just walk around the house, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all have our things. I noticed one thing. I say shit a lot for, like, no reason. You kind of do, yeah. I just, like, stretch. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. It don't matter which version. It just comes out. Yeah, man. They have a cursing problem. <laughs> you, yeah, you fucking do. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! The fuck. See, there you go, man. Uh, what's started up? Started it. I know. Uh, what's up, Kevin? Kevin Lima has joined the uh, group chat, and we're waiting on some others to join us in the fold. So yeah. Yep. And uh, you got another announcement you want to share with the crowd? I can wait till later. You can. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll wait till later. So as you're sharing the uh, episode amongst the different feeds, I'll get into what I've been up to. Yes. Um, well, I finally got to watch a few movies over the weekend. Uh, one that I've been meaning to uh, watch, and I finally got the chance, was Crazy Rich Asians. Movie pass or not? Nah? No movie pass. Yeah, how's that? You know what? Shout out to my cousin, Roderick, and his girl, Shadies. They still have it. Wow. They still use it. I think they tried to cancel it, but they couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you, if you try to cancel movie pass, um, apparently um, they'll send you an email, and if you click on I accept then they automatically renew your membership. And then you have to go through the steps of canceling it again. Um, and c- currently, MoviePass's deal, from what I understand, is that you can only watch three movies a month, and they change the offerings by the day. So, like, 
if you want to watch, say, Crazy Rich Asians, say today, and if you check today tonight's greetings, they show they say, oh, you can't watch Crazy Rich Asians. We're only offering, I don't know, Mission Impossible Fallout, and that's it. That is awful. They are, yeah, they messed up. Yeah, th- they're a shady operation. It, it, it started so well, and I'm glad you got your money. I'm glad you got your money's worth out of it. Oh yeah. yeah. You said what? 30, 38, 38 movies. Thirty eight movies. Yeah. Yeah, I squeezed it dry, and then that's what she said. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, uh, Movie Pass is just not worth the investment. And I thought about another competitor, a uh, Cinemia. But even then, it's like, eh, I might as well just get tickets just outright, you know, 10 bucks a pop. They left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. But, you know, we, we move on, you know? You know, we, we do what we must. You got to live and learn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. I took it back to Joe Public. Wow. You take me back to 93, son. Damn. That was a dope ass record. You know what's crazy? I never de- I have that song and I never play it when I DJ. Really? Yeah. Should just throw it in there randomly. It has to be the right party though. Not like an old school party, like nineties. That's the one party I want to DJ so bad. Yeah, have you have you DJed a nineties party? I played nineties music, but not like a strictly nineties theme party. Mm. Like I'll do like family reunions and stuff where it's like old school and new school. Yeah. And I kinda just like meet in the I kinda stay in the nineties for a little while because that's kinda like a mutual ground for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the old you know, the older people they complain about too there's too much new school. The young the young kids complain about there's too much old school. So you kinda mm-hmm. have to balance it and then the nineties are kinda like a nice happy medium. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know, you know what was a great 90s track? Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You ought to be slapped. Yo, that song is tight. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but you know what? I expect that from you, though. I mean, yeah. You feel I, it, baby? I, I, I do, too. Boom, 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 boom. This yeah. family makes fun of him. <laughs> as they should. You know, as they should. But you know what? Mark Wahlberg, give him all the credit in the world. He's come a very long way. He has. He has. You he's know? like one of the... He's a straight A-list actor. Oh, yeah. He certainly is. And uh, the other Who's guys... down to earth because he's... Do, you know, he'll do like... Uh, what's a... What's a movie that he's been in that you would like? Uh, Well, the other guys... No, see, that's something that I would like. I love the other guys. Um, but he was in The Fighter. Okay, he would do something like The Fighter, like yeah. some Oscar-worthy yeah. type film that nobody would see. But then <laughs> he'll turn around and do like the other guys in Ted. Mm-hmm. And Transformers. Here we go. Yeah. Just uh, watch Pain and Gain. Have you seen it? I have seen Pain and Gain. I've seen it, too. I would actually like to read those articles that it's based on. Mm. Yeah, the, the, true, the story that it's based on is crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, yeah, get back to Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I've been wanting to hear you review that for a while. Yes, Crazy Rich Asians. It's based on the uh, popular 2013 novel written by Kevin Kwan. And the film is directed by John M. Chu, whose, whose resume includes the Step Up sequels and G.I. Joe Retaliation. And uh, this film is really cool. I absolutely adore this film. Um, it is a, it is a uh, beautiful romantic comedy. And it stars uh, uh, an all-Asian cast of great actors like Constance Wu and Henry Golding and Michelle Yao. 
and uh, Aquafina. And uh, in the film, it takes place in Singapore. It's about Constance Wu. She plays this economics professor at New York University named Rachel Chu. And um, she's traveling back to Singapore with her fia- with her uh, boyfriend, uh, uh, Nick Young, who happens to be the heir of this very wealthy real estate uh, family in Singapore. But of course, uh, Rachel doesn't know that her that her boyfriend is balling out of control. Well, balling within control because he's not like a spendthrift, you know. But um, but she's actually pleasantly surprised at this revelation that he is of you know you know real estate royalty, and so when they move when they uh, visit uh, Singapore to um, to uh, um, to join uh, his his best friend's wedding, uh, she she tries to get to know her his family and uh, the, his mother uh, the Nick's mother um, Eleanor uh, played by Michelle Yeoh she is just totally not having any of Rachel she thinks she's just beneath her in every single way low class uh, you know not rich so therefore not worth existing and that's how she treats her she just she just gives her that that passive aggressive look like oh. Mm. you know so she's a bitch yeah ex- ex- basically basically, <laughs> that's basically that's what she is um you know and, and and rachel you know she bless her she's trying to win her approval and at the same time she's trying to navigate um the other catty catty women there who seem to who seek to like bring her down you know in terms of her morale's like oh you get to marry this rich dude oh no, no no you're not good enough for him so they try to get in her head and then she she gets some support uh, from Aquafina, who happens to who plays this uh, a, a college friend of hers, and um, and uh, and Ken Jeong is in it too in like a small uh, a cameo role. Is he funny? Yeah, he's he's funny for yeah. you know for a little bit. You know, although he's like a little little sitcommy um, as 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 expected. Was um, he? Did he play the same exact character as Les, you know? More or less. He did. He played. He was still Leslie Chow. More or less, yeah. But like, there wasn't enough of him to like dominate the the, the film. So he's basically a cameo. D's, what up, bud? Um, but this film is really wonderful. Um, it's I love the characters in the film. So even though like, yes, they're all you know they're all well to do, they're all wealthy and rich. They're all very down to earth, and you can relate to them, especially Rachel and uh, Nick. You know, they're a really cute couple. Um, I really love their chemistry and um, how they got along and like their their shared struggle. Um, I really liked um, oh, Rachel's storyline, especially with her own mother and the stuff that sh- that she has to worry about. You know, not being in that uh, be- being a Chinese American. You know, basically being uh, part of the part of her uh, her roots, but not being part of her roots because she grew up in America. So she has to deal with that culture shock. Uh, Nick, uh, he has to deal with you know his mom not liking his uh, his girlfriend, and then you know trying to figure out how he can you know live up to um, live up to his mom's expectations while being true to himself. Uh, I, I also really liked the the humor in the film. It, it was very very natural, nothing over the top. And what I really liked about this film too. Is that it shows, um, you know, Singapore and all its wonderful, uh, wonderful glory, um, and and these characters, these these characters as like three dimensional beings, and also it shows just how attractive, you know, you know these Asian actors are, these uh, these Chinese and and, and another uh, East Asian ethnicities are, you know, which is not the norm in American media, you know, in for some reason in American media, you know. Uh, East Asian or just Asian 
people in, t- in general, especially Asian men, aren't seen as or presented as attractive or sex symbols, but they do get their just due in this film. I think I think is I think they they're on the come up. They are because like Steve Young, who played uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead, like he gets his fair share. Yeah, he does. But like, like you wouldn't think of him immediately as like, oh, just like attractive dude. You think of him as a good actor, sure. No, now they do. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, and then there, I think there was another kid from uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. He does play a Asian. He's an Asian actor, and mm-hmm. I think he was like one of the, like the top playboys in the school and stuff. Like, oh, nice. So yeah. I think he kind of does get his like just do as well. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. So you know, there's a. I like I like I like seeing seeing that you know being presented more uh, in in American media and you know fun fact about Crazy Rich Asians the movie is that it's the first uh, uh, American production with an with an all Asian cast uh, since the Joy Luck Club in 1993. So it's been wow. Yeah, the movie's that old. Yeah, yeah, it's been like, twenty. I never seen it because it kind of was like just. Yeah, for I know I'm gonna get catch out for this, but it kind of just looked like a chick flick to me. Oh no, no, it's it's not. I wouldn't classify it as such. Really? It's a it's a great drama. But yeah, I just I wasn't into. I was a kid when it came out. Yeah. I wanted. I was watching the same movies over and over again, mm-hmm. wearing out VCR tapes. <laughs> but but yeah, man, I I really hope that we get more. You know. Uh, Asian American uh, cast fi- uh, cast films, American productions uh, in the fold, and Crazy Rich Asians is crazy successful. Um, I think it's grossed well over a hundred million in the really? box office. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. And it's and it's and a sequel will be produced uh, based on the sequel uh, novel to Crazy Rich Asians. I think it's called China Rich Girlfriend, which uh, which I hear is just as good, if not more so, than than the, the Crazy Rich Asians novel. But yeah, man, if you're in the mood for for wonderful romantic comedy and with with uh, wonderful characters that and relatable characters that you can relate to and really good writing, then Crazy Rich Asians is something that you should definitely check out. Um, I hear that the I hear the novel is also fantastic. I do want to read the novel at some point, but the movie is definitely worth checking out. Nice. Oh yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. I was like, because you being half Asian yourself, like yep. I was just. Like I was just very curious to see like what your thoughts would be with this yeah. movie, and I've been hearing like lots of hype about this movie, so I was mm-hmm. like, I'm like I know Vitz is gonna go see it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said. Now, was there any? Forgive me, forgive me for this. But was there any type of reference to the whole Singapore Canaan incident from the '90s? <laughs> None at all. None at all. No. Okay. That's literally the only how, that's how I knew about Singapore and Carmen San Diego, of course. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. That's how everyone learned uh, geography. Listen, I aced geom- geography in school because of that show. Yeah, hey, yeah. No, and then my man Daryl, he uh he's an independent filmmaker and um he wanted to plug in his uh independent film Boss Up or Get Bossed Around mm. from Free Agent Films. So um nice. Yeah, look th- look that up and check it out. I'll check it out and see. Give a nice little review on that. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah, thank you for uh, plugging that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, and besides uh, Crazy Rich Asians, there's uh, qu- two quick uh, documentary recommendations I want to throw out there for those who have Hulu. Uh, one, uh, there are two new documentaries. One is uh, Crime and Punishment, uh, which is uh, a documentary on a group of uh, black and Latino NYPD officers trying to... Um, um, 
file a class action lawsuit against their their illegal quota system. Um, and that was a really, really good documentary. Uh, for those who are not familiar, in New York City, uh, the NYPD, uh, they officially, it's illegal, a quota system is illegal, but essentially how a quota system works is that um, all officers are, are, are basically forced uh, or obligated to, to meet a certain number of arrests or summonses every month. So if so, like you, you would think that you know if you go if you go through a, as a cop if you go through a month without having to issue any summons or or, or bust anybody you think that okay that's a good month that's that's yeah that's supposed to be a good thing supposed to be but apparently um the NYPD since they're so driven with by numbers meeting those numbers and um and the NYPD officers are basically uh, are pressured into issuing summonses for any old reason. So what's the easiest target? Black and Latino neighborhoods. So that's why you got things like stop and frisk and why people get jacked, jacked up on the street for no apparent reason. And so... And, and or unnecessary speeding tickets. Or unnecessary speeding <laughs> tickets. <laughs> I had to throw it in here somehow, some way. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, like the... And, and, and the and you and you can tell that the quota system is BS because like a lot a lot of times those um those charges those summonses get dismissed ultimately, but the problem is is that when you get those summonses when you get summonsed repeatedly, um you you instantly get flagged by the po- cops as a suspicious character. It's like oh well why do you have all these summons? Why do you have all these uh uh why do you, why why do you have all these stops against your name and all this these arrests so that's what keeps the cycle going so it's like oh great so i'm getting jammed up by the police because i have all these summons which were dismissed but i'm suspected i'm suspicious because i have all these dismissed yeah it's it's just like a perpetual it's a cycle that perpetuates itself so these cops are trying to put a stop to that and um and the documentary kind of sees them you know with uh you know, with hitting recordings, hitting audio recordings of their bosses who basically tell them like, yo, you either you either meet this number or you get fired. And then you have cops who get reprimanded unfairly. And then you have this one uh, private investigator who's like very no nonsense, but he's very he's very much about uh, serving his community to the best of his ability. So he's trying to help help people who are victimized by that system. But yeah, it's it's an awesome documentary, um, Crime and Punishment. It's a brand new documentary. It came out a couple, couple weeks ago on Netflix. Not on Netflix. I'm sorry, Hulu. So if you have Hulu, check out Crime and Punishment. Um, and also, there's another cool documentary on Hulu called Minding the Gap. And Minding the Gap, it's a it's a documentary um, uh, which is about these uh, these three friends um, that grew up in, who grew up in uh, Rockford, Illinois, which is this economically depressed town, really poor, high unemployment, abandoned houses everywhere. You name it. Um, and um, these three, these three boys, um, they're into skating. Skating is what you know. Skateboarding is what unites them. But they, but they, open up and they kind of deal with, um, you know, growing up in that neighborhood. And you know, one of them becomes a father himself. And they have to deal with uh, abusive, um, you know, go getting over their abusive fathers, the legacy that they left behind. Um, uh, being becoming how to how to grow as men, even though like they didn't really finish high school. Um, and they're trying to like move forward in their lives in some way while keeping skating, skateboarding alive among their circle of friends. Uh, it's a really cool documentary which kind of explores those those themes, and um, and it's shot really well. Like the, I think that the the director's name is Bing Lu, and uh, he's one of the three the three friends that's featured in the film, and you kind of see him. Uh, skateboarding with his camera and he gets some really good shots of them just skateboarding throughout the city and then like at skating parks and then like they're um 
their their lives beyond that and how they're trying to move forward with you know with all this baggage but yeah minding the gap it's a really it's a really insightful documentary that also came out a couple weeks ago as well um check that out on hulu uh, if you're if you're in the mood for two uh really interesting documentaries so yeah man um um uh ooh, aside from that uh just still still uh playing the witcher 3 you know? i've noticed and grand theft auto yep and grand theft auto uh I know Spider-Man has, is coming out this week. This Friday. This Friday. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Uh, you know, uh, money's a little tight on my end, but I will get that game eventually. See, this is one of the advantages of pre-ordering. See, even if I pre-ordered, I like, it's like it's either that or be late on a couple of bills. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I will get well, that it's game. Well, it's $5 down, so just a couple bucks here and there, you know. Yeah, but I'll get the game eventually. Um, but it's just a matter of time, though. No, I hear you. Yeah, I, it, it it happens. Mm. But yeah, yeah that's something else. Also comes out on Friday too. I should think. I feel like I should know this. What is coming on Friday? Iron Fist <laughs> season two. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Kung Fu Hipster Man. Uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was actually gonna say that. Um, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a legitimate chance. I mean, if they've improved as they say that they've intended to, I'll give it a fair shot. But part one left a bad taste in my mouth, though. It, it did. It left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. I mean, but it could be worse. It could, could have been Inhumans. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, Inhumans. That's something that we don't... We'll, we'll pretend that didn't happen. Stop eating pineapples on pizza. You can save more money, bro. Hey, hey. <laughs> shout out to Nick <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Listen, pineapple... People love that argument between us. Hey man, yo, like I, yo, big shout outs to Brian Lopes because he, mm. he is, he has my back on this. Pineapple pizza is what's up. Yeah, big shout outs to him. He had us over for all in this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We might, we might as well just get out the way, get it out the way. All in. Yes. Five star event, in my opinion. I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, that's just a scratch. We're just gonna scratch the surface, is it? Because tomorrow. We will be, yeah. Here's the, here's the first announcement. Yep. Um, we actually will be guests on the UWO podcast, mm-hmm. and we will go into a full, just a full review of uh, this weekend's All In event. Yes. Yep. So we're gonna get into all the details of the matches, spoilers, all that. Yep. So you download the Anchor app and be able to give it a listen also they're also available on how many times am i going to say also they are also available on itunes as well well now so they're moving up in the world oh yeah absolutely man you know kyle eddie brian you know you guys are doing your thing uh last episode was really really good yeah it was yeah so you know keep up the great work man and itunes is where it's at man drop them up drop them a five-star review if you're a wrestling fan us too Uh, and us too of course (laughs) yep but yeah, man, uh, all in. So you give it a five stars. Five star, five star across yeah. the board. I I agree too. Like there was not one bad match in this card. Um, if you look at it, was, it was a four hour event. Five if you count the pre show. Um, so, so there was a total of eleven matches, and man, like there was no wasted, no wasted moments no. in this. No filler, nothing. It was just boom, boom, boom. Um, there was there was one uh. 
there was one moment which, you know, you either love it or you hate it. You'll definitely know it when you see it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and 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 the and the less I say about that the better. Um <laughs> oh, I thought it was hilarious. Um so um I will say three three matches that I that I would ha- ha- wholeheartedly recommend if to check out would be Kazuchika Okada versus Marty Skrull. Good one. Uh Kenny Omega versus uh Pentagon Jr. Dope. Yep. Especially the ending. Oh yeah. Yep. And of course uh Cody versus uh Nick Aldis for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Man. I was proud of that match. I was too. Yeah. And and you know what? You know what I'm kind of curious about though. You know how um uh Cody can't use the Rhodes name? Yeah. Cuz of WWE. How come his wife can use the Rhodes name? You know that's something I never looked into. Yeah. I I found I find that weird myself. Hmm. Oh, maybe cuz like they cuz he was signed as Cody Rhodes. Hmm. Okay. And he was, uh, bro, but then she was, no, Brandy went under a different name when she was in WWE. Yeah, she was Eden Styles. Right. So, yeah, that's just so weird. Like, she can use the Rhodes, la- the Rhodes name, but Cody can't outside of WWE. I don't know. But that's. That, I don't know. I got to look into that. Yeah. That's, that's something that I always kind of, uh, kind of. Probably get into it more when we're on the UWO podcast tomorrow. Yeah. On but, the Anchor app. Oh, yeah. And um and I and I will say with the uh, when it comes to all in um it's it's such an awesome example of how wrestlers don't really need the WWE system to succeed in wrestling anymore. Right. I mean, unless yeah, sure you want if you want like the biggest amount of money, sure, but you can make a really good living on the indies and build a name for yourself and just like you know go go command a good good uh, payday on on different shows, go to Japan. Wrestle internationally in the British British scene, Canada, Mexico, you name it. Yeah, when I was training, I actually I had ambitions to actually be trained in Japan. Mm. I just didn't know if I can really like endure that training. Yeah, <laughs> like hearing all the stories from like when Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko was training over there, and mm. but also you know Tyson Kidd, you know the New Heart Foundation and stuff. Like when I've heard some of their stories, I'm like, damn, do I really want to do this? I really want to be trained by that and I go over there. I'm sure it would be worth it. But unfortunately, my wrestling career came to an end. <laughs> Every time I watch 205 Live, I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Yo, you know, it's 205 Live, man. I got to start watching that. You know, like the last one, the last episode I watched was uh, the one with uh, Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy and that dope match of the year candidate. Oh, yeah, it has been. Yeah, that was like a couple months ago, actually. But I hear it. Yeah, about a month or two, I want to say. Yeah. And I know that uh, Brian mentioned a match between Buddy Murphy and Kalisto from a few Yeah, that was. Back. I think that was, what? Two, yeah, I want to say two weeks ago. Yeah. But it's been good. It's been good. They've been good. All good quality matches. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely got to gotta start watching that more consistently. Um, and, I've, and, I've, and I've been following up on NXT, of course. And uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, all in. Definitely check that out, and I really hope that it does have a Blu-ray or DVD release because oh I will, yeah. I will pick that up with the quickness. Quickness, yeah, Steelbook edition. <laughs> you would. Oh yeah, I would. You, you would pre-order it. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing against pre-ordering, <laughs> man. There's really not nothing. 
we'll, we'll, we shall You know, see. we're actually we're gonna be having a we we're actually gonna have some guests on pretty soon. Oh yeah. And I would like to see you guys have a have a debate about you know explaining your beef and pre-ordering, mm-hmm. and see what he has to say about it. Oh, I don't know about that. Because like he would have to defend his business. Right. Yeah. But still, like. Yeah, well, uh, I think I think it would be an interesting. I think it would be an interesting topic. Yeah, it, w- it would be. It would be. All right. So well, yeah, what have I been up to? Yeah. Eminem's Kamikaze. Oh yes, that dropped. Did you listen to it? I did not. You are you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Is it is it good? It is really good. Because like his last album. His one before that, the revi- yeah, revival wasn't you know wasn't that great, and he even said so himself on the album. But mm. Slim Shady came back, okay, on this one, like just like the first three songs, and you're already like you're locked in. Okay, uh, the opening track, which is the Ringer, the, yeah, the Ringer, the great greatest, mm-hmm. and then Lucky You featuring Joyna Lucas, and oh my God, Joyna Lucas pretty pretty much like renegade that song. Well, seriously, yeah, okay. I will. Um, also, another one of my favorite, another one of my favorites, uh, Kamikaze, and uh, the, and then the final song, Venom, which is actually from the motion picture soundtrack to the upcoming Venom movie. Ah, uh, yes. Which is which, I see fits. Hmm. Okay. If you really just like listen to, if you listen to the song, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, Eminem, and then like you picture like say you have like. You pick your picture in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fits. Okay. It's like it'll be a it's, nice uh, song to cut with the trailer. Yeah. 13, yeah. 13 songs. I mean, like, fine. I mean, I, throughout my timeline, mm-hmm. actually, like, I woke up that morning, I just go on my timeline. I'm like, oh my God, Eminem just dropped an album. Wow. Ew, it was one. He'd pull the Beyonce. He just dropped a surprise album. Okay. Hmm. So. Listen no. to some of it on my way to work. Listen to the rest, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm probably gonna be bumping this all weekend." Okay. Well, oh, all right. Well, I will definitely check it out. Yep. And he took some shots at um, MGK. Yes. Have you listened to MGK's diss track? I did. Yeah. What do you? I th- did. It's not bad. It's not. Actually. It wasn't bad at all. But I'm like, me. You know, I was a long time Eminem fan. Mm-hmm. You know, especially from like his first few albums. Yeah. And so we know what he's really capable of. Yeah. And if he's spitting the way he is on this album, mm-hmm. people are already writing MGK obituary, obituaries <laughs> on the internet. I saw one actually. Yeah. I don't know. It's like he must have. Dug a hole for himself, man. He, from what it sounds like, yeah, because and supposedly he dropped a he's supposed to drop a disc today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't came I haven't came across it yet. Maybe sometime tonight. He probably already dropped it. Okay, I don't even it hasn't came across my radar yet. Hmm. Somebody let me know. Okay, yeah, I I, I do want to. But yeah, Eminem's Kamikaze album. Listen to it. Okay, enjoy it. Stream it. Buy it. However. Yeah. However you get your music, just make sure you hear it. I will. All right. So then also on the comic scene, I um, I downloaded on the Marvel app uh, Luke Cage, Everyman, Chapters 1 and 2. 
Okay, mm-hmm. it was a it's a Marvel original uh, digital original, mm-hmm. written by Anthony Delol and then art by uh, Janoy Lindsay. So basically, what well, but um, what it's about is that Harlem's one percent are dropping are basically dropping dead. Mm. Okay, from a mysterious illness, and it's up to Luke Cage to discover who's behind it. But although Luke Cage discovered, he's actually diagnosed. With a, uh, one call it sickness. Well, it kind of is, mm-hmm. but he's been diagnosed with something himself, himself, and it's pretty grim. Now, the only it's only the first two chapters that are out right now, which I definitely recommend. I think I, they were what three bucks. Okay. For both for the first two chapters. Okay. So yeah, download the Marvel app and check that one out. So it's Luke Cage Everyman. Yeah. Okay. So then, and then also I uh, finished up Orange is the New Black season six. Okay. So if you've definitely been, if you've been following Orange is the New Black, keep going. I will. You know, I haven't started it yet. Keep going. So this season actually takes place at the uh, Litchfield Maximum Security Prison. Mm. And it deals with the fallout from the riot from the previous seasons. Hopefully everybody saw the previous season. I'm spoiling it. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) But the main story arc, it actually involves a gang war between, um, like, yeah, like a, a gang war between um, C Block and D Block. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Sheik Looch. <laughs> which is led by actually two sisters, mm-hmm. one actually leading C Block and the other one leading D Block. Okay. So, uh, also, mm. and meanwhile, the guards actually playing fantasy inmate. Oh boy! Yeah, so which is like fantasy football, but they get points for like, um, for like when they start fights with each other, or like if they get mm-hmm. caught like making out or having sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get points for that, wow. so you can actually see like the guards like trying to like instigate fights with the, amongst them. Mm-hmm. I was going to say clients. I'm so used to working <laughs> amongst <laughs> the, the inmates and yeah. all that. And then meanwhile, and then also uh, our very own Tasty is on trial for the murder of uh, Victor's favorite character, Desi Piscatella. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> so then that, but the, that part of the story actually hits home. It hits home. Okay. Pretty hard. So... Everybody who's woke or even wokeish, mm-hmm. they will definitely they will definitely enjoy that. So yeah, um, one thing a lot of characters are missing because of the uh, misplacement because of like um, whatever because of the change of setting. So there are yeah. some uh, characters who are um, placed in like other prisons. Yeah, as far because you know some of them did get split apart. A lot of them did get split up actually. Yeah. And then also new new uh, characters came in, like this one character, Daddy, who was played by Vicky Martinez, mm-hmm. Madison, who was played by Amanda Fuller, uh, Carol, by played by Henny Russell, and Barbara, played by Mackenzie Phillips. Mm-hmm. Carol and Barbara are the uh, are the two uh, ladies that are leading C Block and D Block, mm-hmm. and uh, very interesting one why they're in there. Um, also, why these sisters they actually hate each other, mm-hmm. and um, you actually you really 
And then there's also like a little tie-in with um Oh my god, what's her name? Frida. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, Frida has something to do with that, so she takes like her character takes like an interesting um goes into an interesting direction. Mm-hmm. Um I say definitely check it out, but I will say as I am watching it like Orange is the New Black, hopefully it will be ending soon. Because we're running on, we're going on season seven. And there is going to be a season seven. Oh, wow. So, like, I do I do see an end really soon because there are some, like, releases. I'm not going to say who. Mm-hmm. With interesting twists as well. Okay. All right. So, um, sorry, I had an itch in my eye. I'm running, I'm running on my stretch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I definitely say, definitely, 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 definitely check it out. Especially since you're already a fan of the show. Oh yeah, I I most certainly will. Yeah, I have so many shows on my back burner between that and uh, Westworld season two and Glow season two. Yeah. You haven't watched Glow season two yet? No, I just never got around to it. Did you even see the first season? I did. Yeah, I saw the first season. I really liked it. Okay, okay. Then you'll definitely like the second one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Uh, then I gotta get back to. Marvel Agents of Shield, and then I gotta get back. And then um, I saw Agent Carter's on Hulu. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and I think I may just like. I don't know if I want to put myself through that. Uh, which show? <laughs> Actually, finish Inhumans. It's not worth it. I know it's not. It's not worth it. Just. just... I'm trying to get the whole entire MCU. You don't have to, man. You, I know I don't. You really don't. Yeah, it's just it's just wasting your time. I know, but I know in I know Runaways is start, um, Runaway season two is coming up. Mm-hmm. But instead of like having um, having them coming out weekly, yeah. they're just gonna release the whole thing. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to on my end. Cool, cool beans. Yeah. And oh, another another thing. Um, shoutouts to my uncle Troy from South Carolina. He's um. Uh, He's flying into town this week, mm-hmm. and he actually issued me a challenge to Madden. Oh, did he now? Yeah, because I beat the bricks off him last time. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been plotting his revenge for, like, Lord knows how long. He actually challenged you as well, because mm-hmm. he does. He's a huge supporter of the show. Shout out to him as well mm-hmm. for that. Um, you know I'm up for the challenge. Of course. As for Victor, on the other hand... Uh, Victor hates sports. I don't care for sports. I agree. And you hate two-player games. Hate's a strong word. I don't hate two-player games. It's just that, you know, I'm, I'm a single-player guy. You're an only child. <laughs> That's why. You didn't, you didn't have to share growing nope. up. Nope. I didn't suffer that way. Nope. I didn't suffer that indignity. It's not necessarily suffering. <laughs> yep. I got to sit down and complete all the games that I wanted to on my time. You know, it's, it's good. You ain't growing on. You ain't grow up around no cousins. Nah, nah, I, I did not. I did not. They were all, all the family were either Nigeria or Cambodia. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I had all the games to myself. You selfish bastard! You spoiled. <laughs> don't hate. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Ain't no damn hate. Ain't no game with him playing. You just happen. Your parents just happen to say no more after they gave birth to you. Yeah. That's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, hey, more more food for me, more resources for me, more games for me. I get to complete stuff on my own time. Didn't have to worry about sharing stuff with no bastard ass bro- little brother or sister. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, I'll snap your fingers and have you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and shout outs to Kyle from the UWO podcast tuning in. Yes. Yes, Kyle. And Kevin Scott Crow does agree with you when he says single player games are better though. They are. They are maximum value. Like with like I said, with fighting games and sports games, th- to get the most value you have to play with mo- two or more players. Especially that's fighting the- games, I can say that. Oh yeah. Fighting games, I definitely agree. Good thing, you know, now you can play online. You could, but then it's like, um, I, I'm, it's not worth some 13-year-old calling you the N-word all the time. Nah, I'm good. Uh, never, you know, I never came across that. Mm. No. Never. I never came across a troll. Do you consider yourself lucky? I I still have no... Like, I, rem- I have played uh, Call of Duty before, like, PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Things and I've listened to a fight break out. <laughs> like the dude just broke out his whole address and everything. Damn! Wow, just put his whole government information out there. Yeah. Huh? Jeez, you know see these, yeah. yeah, these these players are sometimes just out of control, man. Yeah, they they're thumb thugging. Yeah, thumb- yeah, broad broadband bloods. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way. Cybernetic crips. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, what's that you claim? Yeah. Yeah. Kids. And they're bullshit. Yeah, you gotta love them. Not really, though. Not really. But, yeah, man. Uh, we got we got some uh, some news and headlines to get into. And before we do that, once again, let's, let's give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Studio Headphones. High-quality, fashionable. Yes. And affordable. Yes, and those three qualities you just cannot beat. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth compatible. Twenty-four mm-hmm. hour battery life. Twenty day standby life. Yep, um, and and some crystal clear sound quality. And also, I'm gonna give this line to you because that's your favorite part. And free shipping in the USA. <laughs> that's right. All you gotta do is go to studio.com and use the promo code Codex to get fifteen percent off of your purchase. That's right. We're getting better at this. Yes, we are. We are. We are sounding more and more natural as we do. But yes, a few news and headlines here of the week. First one is a grand opening. Opening, grand closing. Yes. Uh, Last week, we we reported that Alec Baldwin will be starring in the Joker origin film. Uh, This week, we we are reporting that Alec Baldwin will not be starring in in the Joker origin film by Warner Brothers, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, As of last Wednesday, August 29th, uh, Baldwin said in an interview with USA Today that he will not star in the film as Thomas Wayne due to scheduling conflicts. He went on to say that I'm sure there are 25 guys who could play that part. Didn't we report this? Uh, did, didn't that news break out on like Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> and then next one, and then the following day, he's like, "Yeah, he's not playing the role after all." Man, I laughed. <laughs> I uh, shouted out John Apodic to my damn self. Yeah, and you know what? You know, to to that, I will say maybe, yeah, maybe Michael Keaton as Thomas Wayne. No, you know what Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton needs to do? They need to do a Batman Beyond movie, mm-hmm. and he needs to play Bruce Wayne. I would I would be all for that. He looks just like the character from oh, yeah. the cartoon. Yeah, at this point he does. Uh and uh, 
you know? And he still got the Batman voice down pat. He does. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I was intrigued by, you know, Alec Baldwin's, you know, Donald Trump-esque uh, Thomas Wayne. Um, maybe somebody else will do it, you know? I mean, Jeffrey D. Morgan might get another shot. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you know, I wonder what his uh, Trump impression would be, though. Yeah. I don't think Jeffrey D. Morgan can play it. He can do a Trump impression. Yeah. We're going to build a wall of kryptonite, and we're going to keep the Kryptonians out. We got them first, you know, the League of Shadows and Gotham City Police Department. There were there were many fine people on both sides, on many sides. You Pete, you orange piece of shit. Fuck you anyway. Let's move right. on. Jesus. Well, shout out to Kyle. Kyle said, I just scrolled through the comments and saw Destiny Love. Destiny sucks. Destiny is almost as bad as Hawaiian pizza. It's that bad. Okay, first of all, Kyle, how dare you compare Destiny to the majesty and the gloriousness, the godliness, I dare say, of Hawaiian pizza? But there's nothing godly about it. Yes, there is. It's like having Hawaiian pizza in a mounds bar in one meal. Ham and... With coconut water. (laughs) At least it's not as bad as candy corn. But I will say that... Did you see that meme where somebody made a candy corn pizza? Yeah, I did. I was offended. I was genuinely offended by that. But I will say this, and you can quote me on this. Ham and pineapple pizza is the Kenny Omega of pizzas. That is a bullshit lie, and you know it. It is the elite, the the elite Not at of all. pizzas. Not at all. It is the Kazuchika Okada. Not at all. The Marty Skrull. Not at all. The Cody Rhodes. Not at all. The uh, uh, Young Bucks. Not at all. Of pizzas. Can't keep going. You need to go down the ladder. <laughs> you need to go down. Tommaso Ciampa. Down. Uh, Johnny Wrestling. Down. It's the Shinsuke Nakamura of pizzas. Down. AJ Styles. Down. Roman Reigns. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 one of the best pizzas ever. Is what I'm saying. Down. No. No. Up. Up. Up, up, is what I'm saying. Hawaiian pizza. There we go. Hawaiian pizza is the Virgil. Shout out to Kyle for that one. Screw you, Kyle. Virgil. And I'm talking about post-career Virgil. Nobody in line at your Comic-Con sign. (laughs) You you dare compare Virgil wrestling superstar to, to Hawaiian pizza. Hey, Virgil at least had a title. He did have a title? Yeah, the million dollar title. Yeah, that doesn't really count though. But still, <laughs> Virgil. C- come on. That is that is a aff- that is offensive on so many levels. Okay, I'll even. make you feel I'll make you feel better then. Hawaiian pizza is the Bastion Booger. I don't of pizzas. I'm even more insulted. Bastion Booger. I swear. You see, y- y'all y'all just a bunch of haters with no taste. No, we're not. Yeah, no, and, we're not. Yeah, enjoy your little, uh, you know, your ordinary, you know, pepperoni pizza. I didn't say nothing about no damn ordinary pepperoni pizza. I like the meat lovers pizza. Meat lovers. You know what? Yeah, meat lovers is fine. It's fine, you know. Put a little pineapple on that and now we're talking. Not at all. But anyway, let's move on, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm the only person with taste on this podcast. Oh, here, uh, here <laughs> he goes. Here he goes. Uh, <laughs> my taste. Like cosmopolitan taste. Cosmopolitan as fuck. Hawaiian, pe- Hawaiian pizzas and Moscato mm-hmm. while watching a 
David Lynch film by yes. the, by, by the fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. It sounds like a great evening. Yeah, it sounds. <laughs> Sounds uh, very Hannibal Lecterish. Oh, I, man, you should have you should watch Blue Velvet. You know I'm very iffy <laughs> about you. <laughs> There's only one movie that I really want to watch that you recommended. What's that? I, Cannibal Holocaust. I didn't recommend that. Film. Yes, you did. I know I didn't. Yes, you did. I've never seen Cannibal Holocaust. What I've said was that's one film I would I would not watch. I refuse to watch. I will watch it. While eating a meat lover's pizza, you would, you sick bastard. No, it's not that. Insane. I could just, I can just, I can handle it. To a, I can handle stuff like that to a certain degree. Mm, yeah. To a certain degree, uh, couldn't well. do two girls one cup. You seen that? I was like two minutes in. I've never seen it, and I never will. <laughs> I've seen reaction videos, most some of which were hilarious. The my, the most hilarious one being the Kermit the Frog one. That one I didn't see. I did watch a little bit of Wyclef. He, oh, wow. But he did it. He watched it while eating. I bet. He, you know what? That sounds like a Wyclef thing to do. <laughs> it does. But uh, moving on here. Uh, I would rather eat the Toa Satan than eat Hawaiian pizza. Moving on to the next headline here. Um, Toa Satan. Uh, Die Hard 6 is in development in unnecessary sequel news. Yay. That's very unnecessary. Yes. Uh, the film will be called McLean and will be a sequel slash prequel with the first half of the film following a young John McLean in 1976 as an NYPD rookie and the second half will follow a 60-year-old John McLean in the present day. Uh, Len Wiseman will be directing and this will be his second Die Hard feature following 2007's Live Free or Die Hard. Two questions. Yeah. One any idea who's playing a young, um, a yeah. young John McClane? I have no idea, but they should just go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You think so? Yeah, because he played a young Bruce Willis in Looper. Makes sense. Yeah, just do the same. Similar and is makeup. Carl Winslow going to be in it? You know what? <laughs> I think Die Hard Six would be worth it. Is if if they make if they make the 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 second half with the with the with the current day Bruce Willis John McClane. With the current day Reginald Vell Johnson as a buddy cop film or half a buddy cop film, I will be there. I will be there. There's only one buddy cop film that I re- that really needs to be made. What's that? The Rock and Stone Cold in a buddy cop film. Yes. Uh, it, that, it has to be done. It does. It can even be straight to video. I'd still see it. I would too. Yeah. yeah Stone Cold made him. Stone Cold made a lot of straights of video action flicks. He did. <laughs> and we didn't know about none of them. I think the only movie post-retirement Stone Cold that I've seen. Mm-hmm. What? The Expendables? Yeah, The Expendables. And he died in that movie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> no, didn't he? Don't angry face that Virgil comment. Yeah, I, I just did. <laughs> Change that. Uh... Let me see. Yeah, he like I remember like at Target, I saw like a Blu-ray set of a DVD set of like four of his straight to video flicks and one and one. Yeah, set. for like five bucks or something. Yeah. Oh, that, wait, no, he was the condemned. That was post retirement, wasn't it? Yeah, that was right. the condemned. Yep. Um, 
What was the last WWE produced movie that you saw? No, you saw that one about the kids superhero. Oh yeah, slight. Yeah, that was trash. You gave it a decent review. Nah, uh, it, it was it was it was not worth going to the to the theater to see. That was definitely a Netflix movie if I ever saw one. Which wrestler was in that? There were no wrestlers actually. Really? No, there was. It was I know a, Holly Berry did one. I think it was Kidnap. Kidnap. Yeah, and David Otunga was in it. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Holly Berry, she's done, she's done a lot of bad fil- films. She's a good actress, too. Definitely. But um, don't you touch that damn comment. No, I'm just scrolling down. Okay. Uh, and, no, there was another one. The Condemned, and then The Condemned 2 with Randy. Okay, I'm sure you've seen both of these, right? Is The Condemned basically a grown-up Hunger Games? Yeah, base, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, okay. It had the same premise, yeah, like Battle Royale and Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Vinnie Jones was in it, too. Vinnie Jones is in everything. Oh, yeah. It's uh, a graphic Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Die Hard 6. Um, uh, have you seen the last film? Live Free? No, I not did Live not. Free, um, a Good Day to Die Hard? No, I didn't. Awful. I thought the last one was Live Free or Die Hard. No, Live Free or Die Hard came out uh, before A Good Day to Die Hard. Good to do, a good day to die hard came out twenty third in twenty thirteen. That was with Jai Courtney, as a, as Bruce Willis's son, John McClane's son. That movie was awful. That was the worst die hard film. Like it didn't even need. It didn't feel like a die hard film. It just felt like Bruce Willis was just there to collect a check. And he's 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 almost he borderline slept walk through that movie. Jamie Fox did stealth right after Ray. Yeah, he did. Well, you know, he pocket money. You know what are you gonna do? But you know, Die Hard. I will say, like yeah, Bruce Willis, need pocket money. He got kids. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's done his fair share of like straight to video stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, but I will say, with Die Hard, um, there's there's t- two of the best films in that series is the first film and Die Hard with a Vengeance. I'm watching Die Hard with a, ven- with yeah. a Vengeance. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. I can't mean, go wrong. Oh, yeah, you really can't. Um, I, I want to watch that movie again because that's that's my second favorite Die Hard film. I want to watch the other guys again. <laughs> oh yeah. Dirty Mike and the Boys. Oh my God! Soup kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear. I can't hear that word. That the word soup kitchen. Can't even listen. I cannot even hear those two words together and not bug out laughing. That movie has literally ruined that for me. Yeah, I can see why. And you know, I didn't. I didn't learn this. Learned this until recently. But uh, Dirty Mike was played by Adam McKay. The, yeah, the director. <laughs> yeah. And, Oh man! When they, as they walked, as they were walking away, it was like, "We will have sex in your car. We, we will have it. We will do it again." Oh my gosh! Oh man, that is so gross. Yeah, but it's so funny. Oh, and then I learned, and then I saw this too, and I shout and shout out to my boy Tyrone. I send him this. Mm-hmm. Jersey Boys is coming to PPAC next year. Oh, I was like, "Yo, we have to go," and then right after, we have to go get the water. <laughs> With the cucumber. Yep. Yeah, find somewhere that serves that. Anywhere. Yeah. That artisanal water. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we got some other other guys who should check it out. Um, Please do. Some other news here. and This one has me excited as a film fan, as a film buff. Yeah, this, yeah, this headline is definitely all you. Oh, yes. And this was reported on Consequence of Sound. Um, Orson Welles' long-lost film, The Other Side of the Wind, will be released on Netflix. 
Um, <clears throat> the other side of the other side of the wind was what would become the legendary Orson Welles' last film he shot as a director, which was filmed between 1970 and 1976. But the film was unfortunately uh, left unfinished due to a bunch of legal issues concerning studio rights to the movie. And since Welles' death in 1985. Um, there have been numerous attempts to bring the film out of escrow, and now, thanks to Netflix, uh, the final directorial film by Mr. Citizen Kane himself will see the light of day on November 2nd, with a limited theatrical release as well. <clears throat> and so, uh, The Other Side of the Wind, uh, it stars another legendary filmmaker, John Huston, the father of Angelica Huston and Danny Huston. Uh, he plays a, a character, a, a filmmaker named J.J. Jake Hannaford, who returns from Europe to make a comeback in Hollywood. And the film is produced by Philip J. Rimza and Frank Marshall, who served as a production manager on, 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 the, other side of the, on, on the Other Side of the Wind during its initial shooting back in the 70s. And Oscar-winning composer Michelle uh, Legrand provides a brand new score to accompany the film. So yeah, this is this sounds really, really cool. Like another piece, of, an unearthed piece of film history by one of the great, one of the greatest uh, filmmakers ever coming to Netflix. Yo, I am so there. I cannot wait to see this film. And I saw the trailer, but it looks dope. Didn't Orson Welles have a voice like like uh, Brain from Pinky and the Brain? Yeah, Maurice LaMarche. Like yeah. his, his characterization of the brain is based on Orson Welles. Okay, I thought so. Because I remember seeing, you know, I, I actually remember hearing that being um, spoofed on the critic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was the same act, voice actor, Maurice LaMarche. Was it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like... You going to the theater for that? You know what? If it's playing around here, I might. I might do that. Uh, yeah, because... Shut this... up. You take a road trip to Boston and watch it. Mm. Boston's literally a half hour away. Yeah, but then you got to pay for parking. and Or if not that, then the train. Nah, I'm good. Train's actually... It's, I, honestly, I would recommend you take a train to Boston. Eh, I like, I like, yeah. to, I like road trips. I love to drive and stuff, but, like... Mm-hmm. To save money, how take the train? I have, I have I've taken a train many times to Boston, um, but yeah, uh, the other side of the wind. Um, this this sounds really cool. Um, t- t- definitely check out the trailer if you're if you're a fan of Orson Welles' work. Um, he's done some sh- such great films as Citizen Kane, Magnificent Ambersons. I just post it on the Facebook. Um, That's oh, one better. I will, I will post it on the Facebook. Um, also, uh, Touch of Evil. That was a really good noir, film noir with uh, Charlton Heston. And, of course, uh, his final role as Unicron in Transformers, the movie in 1985. Whose final role? Orson Welles. Yeah. His final acting role was the voice of Unicron in Transformers, the movie. You hate that franchise altogether, don't you? Yeah, I really do. I couldn't care less. So you wouldn't want to watch since it's actually being released for, for as a Fathom released uh, 1986 Transformers movie? Nah, I'm good. I think I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna try to get tickets to that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, enjoy that. I will. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but yeah, definitely. I'll, I'm looking forward to that. November second is when the film comes out. And uh, some inter- interesting news that you posted on the Codex Prime Facebook: Henry Cavill will be starring in Netflix's The Witcher series as Geralt of Rivia, the series protagonist. Which is quite the left field choice, but I really like this casting. I do because Cavill does have the look. If he can nail the gravelly voice of Geralt, then you're you're already there. Then you've made it. 
That's not you because you played The Witcher 3. Yeah. You're playing The Witcher 3 for the... PS4. For how... Was this the third time? Uh, Yeah, third time, actually, yeah. Um, I can't judge you. I beat Uncharted 4 like four times. Yeah. yeah. Which is worth it. Absolutely. But yeah, this is really interesting uh, casting. Uh, Henry Cavill as as Geralt of Rivia. And you know what? I will say uh, Cavill, he is a good actor. I think he needs a a real break because his version of Superman, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't it sucks. It. It, it, it sucks. Let's flat out. <laughs> it's not not because of Cavill himself, but because of the writing. If the writing was on point, then Cavill would have would have knocked it out of the park. I'm sure. So what's a good what's a good Henry Cavill movie that you would recommend? Um, With well, his mouth intact. <laughs> um, I hear the man from Uncle is was very good. I hear he was he was good in that. Um, I hear he's also sol- does a solid job in Mission Impossible Fallout, which I haven't yet to see, but I want to see. The movie that ruined Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Well, Justice League ruined Justice Sorry. Justice, Justice League ruined Justice League. But, yeah. yeah. Um, that was just a contributing factor. Yeah. Um like from the from what I've from what I've seen, like Cavill, he he does have charisma, he does have presence. And I think Geralt of Rivia, which is one of the most interesting characters I've seen in any fictional property or story, I think he could do a really good job. And what's interesting is that the Netflix show um, is going to be an adaptation of the novels, not the video games. So it's going to be a different take on the character anyhow. So in other words, it's not going to fall into that video game movie curse? Right. <laughs> yes, it's, it's bypassing that completely. I know, you're like, sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And the and the Witcher is such a rich world, too. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm really curious and eager to see Cavill uh, take this take this character. Would you be supportive of a Witcher uh, cinematic universe? Nah, I think that's going too far. Yeah. I, I I don't think not every property needs a cinematic universe. Which is definitely true because Universal fucked this up with one movie. Oh, the Mummy. Oh, the Dark Universe. Yeah. Didn't even make it to the second one. Nope. So there's gonna be no Invisible Man, no Wolf Man. Uh, what was Johnny Depp? Spo- Johnny Depp was supposed to play one of them. Yeah, the Invisible Man. Yeah. Vanisher. <laughs> man yeah these, these cinematic universes only one person can score can like ace an invisible man oh who's this Brad Pitt <laughs> <laughs> yo right there who played the original invisible man oh shoot I don't know who the strings original actor. um it, it was it was a name it was a name actor of the time it was like um I forget who um but yeah definitely look it up look check your film history but yeah, Henry Cavill and The Witcher. Um, uh, uh, a release date has yet to be announced, but I think it's going to be like maybe twenty twenty at the earliest, I believe. But I will check it out once it uh, once it makes its debut. And uh, to wrap up all the news and headlines here, we do have some uh, PlayStation Plus free games for the month of September. So for all you PlayStation Plus members, here's what's coming down the pike. Uh, for PS4, you got Destiny 2 and God of War 3 Remastered, which you can download for free. Uh, God of War 3 Remastered, I'm currently downloading at the moment. Awesome. Something to, something to play until Spider-Man 3. I mean, I said Spider-Man 3. Until Spider-Man comes out Friday. Yes, yes. How the hell am I going to balance that this weekend between uh, Spider-Man and Iron Fist? 
No, you, you can skip Iron Fist. I'm not going to skip Iron Fist. Listen, I've watched every single Marvel Netflix series yeah, from start to finish. You can. I got to keep going at this point. You can start Iron Fist later, like by the end of the year. I'm not going to do all that. You got time. I'm not going to. Listen, between all the comic, oh, between all the nerd shit I got to do, plus work and DJing. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. I hear you with with the hard schedule. But uh, yeah, Destiny 2 and God of War. It's hard to bring y'all entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Destiny 2 and God of War 3 re- remastered. Um, very surprised that Destiny 2 was uh, released as a free game because it just came out just a year ago. Yeah, I know. But I know that there's like a big expansion coming out this month. I think Forsaken. I think it's, yeah, I think it's already out. I th- yeah, probably. Um, but I've never. I wasn't a huge fan of the de- of the first game. Um, I was rather indifferent. GameStop's not even taking the first game anymore. Yeah, because there were so many pre. Like copies. I looked as a matter of fact, I was in GameStop the other day and I just saw it. I'm like, how much is this used? It was like three bucks. Yep. Yep. That's what I said. Like, yeah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Forsaken came out today and he's and Kevin Scott Crow said it's worth it. Okay. Mm, indeed. Uh also PS three uh uh plus members you get you. Yep. You yes. get uh another world, twentieth anniversary edition of that. Crickets. And Cube Director's Cut. Crickets. <laughs> and all two of you Vita owners in the world, you That's get just dust and silence. Yeah. You get Sparkle Two and Foul Play. More crickets. Yeah, was it, you hear that? What's that? The sound of PS Vita. <laughs> <laughs> this, the faint sound of PS4, PS Vita owners going, yay. Yeah, we, we, we're still supported. No, yeah, she's dead saying that? Mm, nah, probably not. You know, Vita's the, the Dallas Cowboys of handheld. Sure, the consoles. hell they're not. <laughs> but yeah, that does it for the news and headlines of this week. So, uh, yeah, any uh, any comments, any other questions, uh, concerns, thoughts you guys have, email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. It's been, it's been months and months and months since we've had a, an email. You know, it has. Yeah. It has, but, you know, we still got stuff coming up. Well, I mean, we've got an email. It's just more on the business end. Yeah. And uh, I think this is, this is a good time to get into another announcement we have that is, of the show. Yeah, I'll let you. Uh, yeah, I'll let you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Yeah, because this uh, this announcement is your fault. So, <laughs> yes, we do have another announcement uh, for the show. Don't hate, don't hate it, don't hate the player, hate the team. <laughs> uh, uh, start starting next Wednesday and uh, and and onwards. Uh, Codex Prime will be moving to Wednesday nights, so we're going to be starting our show uh, next Wednesday around eight o'clock, around eight p.m. And uh, so Wednesday is around 8-ish p.m. And the reason for that is because, for me, I have brand new uh, school commitments. Um, and, and I you guess know, you can't hate. Yeah, you know, just, just trying to move up in the world. And, uh, you know, and I, I still want to get uh, move up in the world professionally and keep this podcast going. So uh, we, Carl and I, we discussed what the happy medium is. And we decided that Wednesday nights would be the ideal choice for both of us so uh starting next wednesday around 8 p.m tune in to the codex prime podcast you can still check us out on facebook live and i'll post all the episodes on soundcloud and youtube as well Are you gonna bless us with another victor's corner um you know what? I ha- i've had some thoughts about uh victor's corner just thinking about like the direction i want to take that uh take that show um 
I feel like if I if I talk about it, I'm gonna jinx it, but I'll I'll, I'll share my ideas anyway. Uh, so, uh, so one of the ideas I have for Victor's Corner is um, making it an an audio only show, and uh, and focusing more on like film related stuff. So I'm I'm thinking That's more. What you always did anyway. So <laughs> yeah, like but more on the lines of like you know looking at like the history and cultural context of different movies out there, like from the past and present. So, you know, kind of giving like part part cool history lesson and kind of tying it to the present and touching on some other issues related to film, like in race, gender, you name it. Um, and I'm thinking of launching that around January, just like just like audio only shows. It's like 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 audio essays, kind of. And uh, like, like some additional content, you know, just uh, just something that I want, you know, complete control over that's not necessarily tied to a live video format so that way i can have good i can that way i can take my time in you know developing all the all the content you know writing from a writing standpoint and all this so that's my idea for victor's corner and i'm thinking i can launch that maybe like january or so yeah i don't know why not well, you know just to have just to have time to for my ideas to gestate you know but that's 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 just what that's just me thinking out loud of where I want Victor's Corner to go. You got time. We ain't got nothing but time and yeah, yeah, nothing but time. And so, uh, so yeah, that's that's uh that's what we uh that's what we're uh, brainstorming. There's other things in the work. There's other yeah. things in the works as well. Um, I know I mentioned before that I'm going to be representing the Codex Prime podcast at this year's New York Comic Con. Yes. So for those in the New York area. I'll be there, you know, if you come, you know, you happen to see me rocking one of our Codex Prime podcast t-shirts that you can get at wehavemerch.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just come through and say what's up, you know, and jibber-jabber with me. Yep. And when is the New York Comic Con? Uh, it's the weekend of October 6th. I'll be there that Saturday. Nice. Awesome, man. So, so I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Yeah, get all the swag you can. Listen, no. You t- no, I I don't know because you you usually have it beat, <laughs> and then plus we're gonna be, we're also gonna be at Rhode Island Comic Con this year. Maybe well, you might go. I'm definitely gonna go. Me, that's a big big maybe. It's a big maybe because like I've been to the last three cons and I think I'm all Comic Con out. Just just speaking only for me personally. And it's like, do I want to go? Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's like, yeah, it's it's like, uh, I enjoy networking. Yeah, networking is cool, but you know, and 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 I've had this criticism before. Like, like it gets cr- it gets more and more crowded every single year. I think, I I I strongly believe that um, that the amount of tickets that they sell is to the point of irresponsibility because it's well beyond the capacity of both the, co- the convention center and the and the Providence Dunkin' Donuts Center. I, I, was able, I, don't know, I felt like I was able to move around, because I think like it's yeah. going to get bigger and bigger, because they did expand, they expanded it some more last year. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they'll probably expand it. Pretty soon, Comic-Con's going to take over downtown Providence. That would be oh, insane. It would. It would be in. Well, it would never take over that. I mean, it wouldn't be that much, but they'll probably end up taking up more... Yeah, they'll probably end up getting like you if they can use the first floor portion of the convention center. Mm-hmm. That would make a huge difference, as well as like the parking area where that, for some awesome way, it was like still warm out. Yeah, it was still warm in there. Yeah, it was. Um, 
So if they can use the entire facility of the convention center and the civic center, yeah, I still call it civic center. <laughs> Sue me, millennials. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to like be really enthusiastic to go to this year's Comic Con. Yeah. There was that yeah, you got to talk to Billy D. Williams. I did. That was last year actually. Was it last year? No, it was the year before. Yeah, it was last year. It was definitely last year. Cause I remember because uh it was uh Billy D. Williams on that Saturday and then the next the next day was uh the cast of Luke Cage. Um It was last year, man. It was last November. No, because that was the same. No, because the Legends of Tomorrow was the year before. Yeah, Legends of. I think it was. That the was year the before. same day because we went to two panels that day. We went to two panels that day. It was Billy D. Williams in the morning, mm-hmm. and then Legends of Tomorrow because at that point we was just tired of walking. <laughs> so I'm like, none of. So it was, I just found it funny. Neither one of us watched Legends of Tomorrow. And we just said, you know what? Let's just sit in on it. What the hell? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Billy D one was last year. I'm, in fact, I'm certain it was last year, because I remember the the question I asked. That was, you know what? I could check the Instagram. Yeah. We can find. Oh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Sweet. Speaking on. Um, well, it's not Instagram, but our question of the week. Mm-hmm. Last week's question of the week was: What is your favorite show that is considered underrated? Yeah. So on the uh, on our Facebook, Kevin Scott Crow says this show was a gem, and I'm pretty sure I was a I was one of about seven people that I was that was upset after they cut it after season one, and it was called "I Just Want My Pants Back." Okay, never heard of it. Nope, me either. Um, Eric Silver says Shooter is one of the best shows on TV. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into it because I love the movie with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And I know Randy Orton did like a guest appearance on one episode. <laughs> and I've got it. And I was recommended to watch it too. And I just, I haven't. Yeah. And then Jim Sabard says Space 1999. I've never heard of Space 1999. Me neither. Oh, these are some really, uh, some real gems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know last week I said The Hard Times of R.J. Berger and spawned the animated series, mm-hmm. which I still feel, which is still on HBO now. Yeah. And I still feel it just never got its like due. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it, I heard some good things about it. Hmm? It's on. Uh, it's on HBO now. Yeah, you check it out. Oh, and I forgot the one that you said. Uh, for underrated shows. Yeah. Phantom, Phantom Tony Forty. There we go. Yeah. Another one too was Roundhouse. Oh, I remember that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Roundhouse was cool. That was a cool show, man. And then I, no, and then like I go on Wikipedia to look for it because I just randomly search wiki stuff on Wikipedia when I'm bored. Hmm. I heard that it only lasted one season, and that's mainly because like one of the cast members died. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is. Oh, you know what was a you know what was a show that I used to watch on Nickelodeon back in the early '90s? Welcome Freshman. <laughs> you, you remember that show? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Freshman. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, with the with the principal Lipman. I I remember the show. I remember the title, but I would yeah. have to like, I would have to Google it, look at some images, and be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And then there was you can't do that on television. Yup. I don't know. I wanted to go on Nick Arcade. I did too. I wanted to go on that show when I was a kid so yeah. bad. That and 
uh, Guts. Guts was cool. Yeah. I wanted to go on all that. I, I wanted to be a cast member of all that so bad. I just thought they were all that and Ghost Rider. I just thought those were like the coolest kids in the world. More all that. Mm-hmm. And then Ghost Rider just did not age at all. It did not. It just not. Shout outs to Will Black. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's question of the week. Yeah. Who is your favorite comic artist? Oh, I love this question. I love this question. Favorite comic artist. Well, uh, of course, I have to say Jim Lee. As uh, he, Jim Lee's a good one. Yep. Jim Lee's one of the greats. Um, Got to show love to Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. King Jack Kirby, excuse me. Um, Steve Ditko, of course, the late great mm-hmm. Steve Ditko. Uh, Alex Ross. You would say Alex Ross? Yeah, I love Alex's Ross, Alex Ross's work. It's incredible, especially uh, Kingdom Come and Marvel's. Those two graphic novels, yeah, absolute classics. Mm. Kyle said J. Scott Campbell. Okay. That's oh, and Kyle, we're going to be on the show tomorrow. Okay. Somebody has a short-term memory. I think he left when we talked about it on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did Gen 13. Mine's is Todd McFarlane. Mm, okay. I, you know, me being, growing up, a Spawn fan, just always loved like the detail in his work, and if you actually like look at his McFarlane figure, you know his figure line, like they're just so detailed, like to mm. the point where it's scary beautiful. Yeah, yeah, those are those are genuine collector's items. Yeah, I know. You know, it was one time, and I'm still upset about this. Maybe I can find it on eBay. Mm. He actually did an Undertaker figure. Oh, really? It was like an Undertaker statue. Mm-hmm. It was you know you press a button, smoke came on, and everything, and like the detail was like insane and I wanted it and he wanted like 300 bucks for it <laughs> and I didn't have it at the time and he went fast so now they're probably going for like a thousand mm. you'd still buy it though right I want to <laughs> I prostitute myself if I have to wow your undertaker love knows no bounds I bet you enjoyed Monday Night Raw didn't you I did <laughs> I did Man, the, when I heard the bell the little kid and me just jumped right out. And the segment was fire. Like, they was preaching that ghetto gospel to each other. Like, they had bars. Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. That was, the, that was the best part of Monday night. It was. I agree. Like, I, I, on Monday night, like, I, I tuned in for a little bit. Like, I got to see uh, uh, Ziggler and uh, McIntyre win the tag titles. Fuck yeah. Tag, I hurt. Um... But, you know, watching Raw, especially after coming off of All In, I was like, I can't do this. I just I just shut it off and, like, went back to, like, reading, studying my textbook. <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't sit through Raw. Thank God for the fantasy warfare. <laughs> Wrestling fantasy warfare. Um, yo, please ask him if he wants to sell it. He said his friend has it. Oh. Oh, my God. Must be your lucky day, man. It is. It is. Hey. Yeah, uh, get that uh, Undertaker swag in yeah, your collection. I yeah, I think they turned that match into a triple threat, or maybe Shawn Michaels the special guest friends. No, they did it before. First of all, I don't even know why they're making a whole angle about that match, anyways. Yeah, like the match itself mm-hmm. sells itself. It does. It does. Like they don't need to do it. Just advertise it, and that's it. Yeah, that's already printing money. 
Pretty much. Yeah. But we'll get more into that at the uh, on tomorrow's episode of the UWO podcast that you can download on that you can listen to for free on the Anchor app. Yes, indeed. So if you're a fan of wrestling and wrestling talk, uh, check out uh, the check out our fellas, our uh, Kyle, Brian, Eddie, all that. We're gonna go all in tomorrow. Yeah, shout yeah, and shout outs to you know shout outs to Brian and Dina for hosting an all in party. Yes, we had. I'm um, glad to see that you made it home safe. Yep, because we had a little drinking game. <laughs> oh yeah, take a shot every every time they. We uh, ain't taking shots. Hell no. Well, take not a, of that Grog. Well, take a drink every time they did a super kick. The Young yeah. Bucks did a super kick. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get more into that tomorrow. Yeah. Was not about those games. <laughs> so, yeah. But the question of the week, that will be on the uh, social medias within a day or two. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. you can, you know, listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, watch us on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, Google Play. Yep. You can check us out on social medias on our Instagram. Yep. Twitter. Yep. Facebook. Yep. Uh, leave us a five star review on yes, iTunes. On iTunes as well. Yes, and uh, and real quick uh, uh, to Kyle. Yes, the raw ending was great. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also you can pick up a Codex Prime T shirt at uh, wehavemerch.com dot com forward slash collections slash forward slash Codex Prime Podcast, yes. or you just go to wehavemerch.com dot com and just search Codex Prime Podcast. Yes. Yes, indeed, man. All that, all that good stuff, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, anything else? Any other final words? it. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got, too. So, uh, so all you wrestling fans, do check out uh, the UWO podcast. Uh, what time are we looking at? I don't think it's going to be live, but it'll be up this week. It'll be up this week. Yeah, it'll be up this week. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. We'll post it on our social media uh, platforms as well. And as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.